There's nothing like crossing the finish line. You've trained for weeks or months or even years, and finally you've done it. If the race went well, you wonder if you could have given a little more. If the race didn't go well, it's gonna sting, but soon you're plotting your redemption race. Either way, you know that with a little better training or a few changes here and there, your next race will be even better. But of course, in long distance racing, that is not always the case. When you're new to the sport, you typically get better and better, fueling your fire to keep going and keep getting better. But if you've been racing a long time, often those gains aren't happening as often. Or you feel like you're getting worse. Have you simply maxed out your potential or is your age finally catching up with you? Or is it time for something completely different? Welcome to The Planted Runner. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and my mission is to help you improve your running, your mindset, and your life with science-backed training and plant-based nutrition. On today's episode, I'm going to explore a better way to train in between your usual racing cycles instead of just rinsing and repeating the same training you keep doing over and over again. You'll learn why you need to take a break from your favorite race distance, how a well-planned off-season can reset your body and your mind, and how to choose what you should be doing to start your next cycle stronger and faster than ever. I've talked a lot over the years about the marathon training that I've done, but I really haven't gone into the details of what I was doing when I wasn't in a specific marathon training cycle. So I'll share what worked for me along with what I coach my athletes to do. But before I get into it, did you know The Planted Runner is now on YouTube? If you're watching me on YouTube right now, you're amazing. I'll be posting both an audio and video version every week so you have something to watch while you're on the treadmill. To help get the word out, I'm giving away five custom training plans to lucky runners who subscribe and make a nice comment on one of the Planted Runner videos. I'll get notified as soon as you do and you'll be automatically entered to win. I'll announce the winners at the end of November 2022, so be sure to subscribe and comment today. If you want to learn more about what my custom training plans are all about, check them out at theplantedrunner.com plans. Prices are going up at the end of this year, so enter to win soon or just go ahead and get what you want right now. Because this show is 100% supported by runners like you that listen, download, rate, review, and purchase plans or coaching from me. So wherever you fall on that list, thank you. Don't forget to stay tuned all the way to the end of the episode for this week's Mental Strength Minute. Fortify your mind in 60 seconds or less. When the big race is over and you've taken some time to recover, it can be tempting to just jump right back into the same training that you were doing before. After all, you want to get better at racing your favorite distance, so it makes sense to go back to training for it. But that can be a mistake. Sure, nothing trains you better for a specific thing than training specifically for that thing. The problem is, if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, you are eventually going to get the same results or worse. A better plan is to switch up your training in the off season. 
The first reason is because you need a break, both physically and mentally. Physically, if you're an endurance runner, you need to take a break from focusing on endurance. If you're always training for endurance, that means you're not training for speed, power, agility, flexibility, balance, or strength like you could be. Even if you make an attempt to work on all of those things during endurance training, they're not the priority. So what ends up happening is you start to become a one-dimensional runner, a one-trick pony with great lungs but limited capabilities everywhere else. Keep going in this direction too long and the imbalance between your other systems is just going to get bigger and bigger until something breaks. Or maybe it won't be that dramatic. Maybe you'll stay perfectly healthy. You'll just stop improving. You can correct this endurance dominance and become a much more well-rounded athlete by changing the focus of your training. Mentally, taking a break from the same distance you always do can be extremely beneficial. Humans don't have an infinite ability for deep focus. Yes, we can do it for a while, but at some point we need to pull back. And this can be a sneaky process. You might not feel you're truly burned out or exhausted, but there's no way you can keep hammering at the same thing with the same intensity forever. Our brains need to rest and reset. Of course, I'm not gonna tell you to simply be sedentary for a couple of months. Rest is important, but we don't wanna detrain and lose our hard-earned fitness. Instead, we wanna shift the focus of our fitness, and there are three main ways of doing that. Number one is to build on your strengths. Number two is to shore up your weaknesses. And number three is something that will terrify most runners. Stop running and do something completely different. (laughs) I'll go over these one by one so you can decide which option will work best for you. The first one is to build on your strengths. Now, I don't mean work more on endurance since you are an endurance runner and you love endurance running. If you've been training intensively from anything from the 5K to the marathon in the past two to five years, it's pretty safe to say your endurance is pretty dominant by now. I'm talking about something within your running that you're already good at besides running for a long time. This is typically speed or strength. How can you tell if one of these is your strength? If you're relatively fast at shorter distances than your main race, for example, your 5K time is comparatively faster than your marathon time, you have raw speed that could be developed. Or perhaps you've been seeing progress in the gym, or maybe you're a really good hill climber. That could be an indication that you have strength to gain. Focusing on strengths is the path to becoming excellent. If you're already an A student at something, a little more work will take you to an A+. But if you're a C student, it's going to be exceptionally harder to get to the top of the class. In terms of efficiency and probably enjoyment, getting really good at what you're already pretty good at is the way to go. But that's not to say that working on your weaknesses doesn't have value. It definitely does. That C student who really buckles down and winds up with an A or a B at the end of the year will have a much harder road, but will end up at almost the same place as the A student from first semester. So working on weaknesses is where some runners might be better off spending their off-season. Sports stars. They're like superheroes but they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see, 
They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Colby Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flo Jo. Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star, a new series from Crowd Network. And finally, some runners balance their intense running seasons with the season of doing something completely different. Killian Jornet, one of the most accomplished ultra runners in history, famously trades his running shoes for skis for the winter. He credits this swapping of sports with how he stays at the top of his game each year. Now, I think spending a season doing another sport is pretty self-explanatory, so I'm not going to outline what that looks like, but I will go into what working on your strengths or weaknesses looks like in the off-season. The good news is, whether it's a strength or a weakness for you, the training is really the same. You just need to decide which one you want to work on. The two main areas that will help endurance runners the most are strength and speed. Sure, you can argue that all the other things I mentioned, like mobility, power, agility, or something else, could be things that you'd like to get better at. But let's focus on the big guns here. Those other qualities are definitely important too, but thankfully those can be sprinkled into your training because a little of those goes a long way. Whichever one you choose, the first thing I want most runners to do is run less. Yep, I said it. Now, if this is not the case if you're new to endurance running and you're still figuring out what your max mileage looks like, this is for runners who are running 40, 50, 60 miles a week or up to 100 kilometers or more. It could be even as low as 30 miles a week for some runners. When you're running this kind of mileage on a consistent basis, your metabolism is adapted to this. It will be hard to refocus the body's priorities to building strength or speed when you're an endurance machine. Remember, running is primarily catabolic, which means it breaks down tissue. Strength work is anabolic, which means it mainly builds tissue. If you want to keep your same volume of running while trying to build more strength, it will not be as effective. I'm oversimplifying the scientific process here, of course, but the basic idea is that your body really can't multitask. So choose to focus on one thing at a time for better results. All right, so what does a strength-focused off-season look like for a runner? Again, to oversimplify, more strength work and less running. So if you ran four to five days a week before and maybe did a couple of strength sessions per week, you'll want to shift that ratio. Drop a day of running and add one or two strength sessions a week. You can keep your long run, but this is not the time to run a half marathon every weekend. You'll also want to keep a speed running day a week, but make it strength-focused. What do I mean by that? Hills and sprints. Both hill work and short speed work build strength and power. But remember, these are quick and effective, so don't get too carried away and overdo it. If you're goal-oriented and love numbers, give yourself some goals just like you would when training for a race. Maybe it's deadlifting a certain number of pounds. Maybe it's finally getting your pull-up. Maybe it's a certain number of push-ups in a minute. Whatever it is, goals are fun and motivating, so choose something that excites you, put it on the calendar, and then make a plan to get there. Now let's say you've chosen speed for your off-season. The easiest way to do that is to choose a much shorter race to train for. For marathoners, that would be the 5K. If you love 5Ks, train for the mile. It does not count to shift to the half marathon for marathoners. Yes, the full is twice as long, but the training is too similar to make a real shift in your training. 
even think that 10K is too long for most chronic marathoners. Put your feet to the fire and get serious about your speed if you want to get faster. An eight-week 5K training block is fairly simple to design. You break up the 3.1 miles into small chunks and practice race pace once a week. So the first week would be 200 meter repeats, the second would be 600 meters, and so on. Every week, the intervals get longer until by the end of eight weeks, you can run the entire race at race pace. If you're more advanced, you will have a second day of speed during the week, or you might add some speed to some of your long runs. Again, your long run is much, much shorter than a marathoner's, and your weekly miles are much lower to give you the energy to run your speed days extra fast. By the time you're ready to buckle down for another 12 to 16 weeks training cycle at your favorite distance, you're faster and stronger than you were before. This is what I did a few times in between racing marathons. I trained specifically for the 5K for six to eight weeks, and while I was never really great at it, I did get a lot better at keeping my higher end speed going for longer. I know that the speed specific block paid off in my marathons because my workouts were a little easier and a little faster. Now at this point, most of my athletes are agreeing with me, but I also sense a hint of fear. Endurance runners hate lowering mileage because we work so hard to build it up. I hear you, but I promise this dip in mileage is temporary and necessary. Yes, you will need to work to build it back up again when it's time. But when you do, you will have become an even better athlete. And now it's time for the Mental Strength Minute. Fortify your mind in 60 seconds or less. Today, it's time for the most classic and most well-known mental strength technique, and that's mantras. A mantra is a short phrase that you repeat to yourself to help change your thoughts. It should be short, positive, and meaningful to you. It's important to not use negative words like don't stop because your mind will focus on the word stop. Instead, shift it to a positive like keep going. You want to come up with as many mantras as you can because you never know what is going to be helpful to you in the moment. Mantras I've used are this mile to keep my thoughts in the moment and hocus pocus, everybody focus, which is a line that I stole from my kid's kindergarten teacher. What are the mantras that you like to use? Let me know in the comments on YouTube or on Instagram at The Planted Runner. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of The Planted Runner. Don't forget, I'm giving away five custom training plans to lucky runners who subscribe on YouTube and leave a nice comment on one of the videos. I'll get notified as soon as you do and you'll be automatically entered to win. I'll announce the winners at the end of November 2022, so be sure to subscribe and comment today. Another free way to keep this show going is to review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify wherever you get your podcasts. The Planted Runner is 100% runner supported, so downloading, subscribing, and sharing the show with all your running friends is the best way to keep it that way. Have a great run today. Women's Running Stories, where we explore the intersection between running and life. Because every woman who is committed to a running journey has a story to tell, and this is where you'll find those stories. 
I am host and producer Sheree Louise Turner. I'm a 53-year-old runner, and together with original music by musician and runner Cormac O'Regan, we bring these inspirational stories to life. Please join us to fuel your adventures.